Hello, and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll highlight what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. We'll also check in with our community partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across our community. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Impact the Borough podcast. Uh, my name is Jen Hensel, and I'm the Assistant Director at Launch Greensboro, where we accelerate growth for entrepreneurs starting businesses in the Greensboro Triad area by providing education, mentoring, and access to capital. We offer a variety of free programs throughout the year, and today we are going to talk to two entrepreneurs who went through one of our most celebrated programs, Launch Lab Growth. So let me tell you a little bit about how we operate. We offer Launch and Learns monthly business boot camps two to three times a year, a huge pitch competition and networking event called Capital Connects each March. And twice a year, we host a mini accelerator called Launch Lab 101, which is a five-week session that covers business fundamentals that every entrepreneur needs to consider before or during their launch. And then we also twice a year um, host a traditional accelerator that is 14 weeks, open to companies that are serving customers, making pivots, and are really, truly focused on growth. That is called Launch Lab Growth, uh, what we're going to be talking about today. And we have Natalie Miller of the Historic Magnolia House and Jackson Hogard of Double Hung Historic Window Restoration joining us today to talk about their companies and their experience in our program. So welcome, Natalie and Jackson. Hi, thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yep, super excited for you to get to talk a little bit about um, your businesses. So let's just start there. Tell us, um, Natalie, why don't you jump in and tell us about the Historic Magnolia House? Sure. So the Historic Magnolia House um, is a historic hotel where African-Americans stay during the Jim Crow era. Um, we were listed in six editions of the Green Book, um, which essentially was the Yellow Pages uh, for African-American travelers during the, um, during the era of segregation. Uh, today, we are opened as a private event venue. Uh, we do have the Historic Museum. Um, fall of 2021, we will be opening the Green Book Hotel, um, and we do have the restaurant slash dining service offering as well. Wonderful. And Jackson? Um, so we're Double Hung Historic Window Restoration. Uh, my father founded the company about 24 years ago, and we offer a, a different solution to treating your old home's windows. We, we basically preserve the original fabric as much as possible. Uh, and make sure that it can it can go back and function like it did 100 years ago. Um, one thing people don't know about us is we also work in, and a majority of our revenue comes from commercial projects that are government funded or national parks funded. So we go all over the place and um, help save places, much like the historic Magnolia House. Um, so that's kind of right up our alley. And um, we love to go and help lend our expertise and help save windows among other things we do doors shutters columns pretty much any wood element and uh help you know create jobs and, and save save old things 
I love it. I love having the two of you here today because I think the connection with historic preservation um, is, is just so cool and is so deep here in Greensboro. So the fact that both of your companies are here um, and I know that you've talked a little bit about working together already. So love to see that happen among our entrepreneurs. Um, so tell us a little bit about your Launch Lab experience. Like I mentioned to the listeners, it's a 14-week program. Natalie, you were in the program last fall, so fall of 2020. And Jackson, you're in the program now. So I thought it would be really fun to talk about, kind of put you guys in this juxtaposition of having been all the way through the program and currently in the program and just what some of those experiences are like. So Natalie, why don't you give us a rundown of the 14 weeks we spent together last fall? Oh gosh. So, <laughs> so, so our class took place during, of course, the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I, I like to call us the pixelated family, of course, because we were this virtual class. Um, and, and I'll tell you, going into it and being virtual, um, there was, there was a different expectation I had going into it because it was virtual than coming out of it, um, which was a pleasant surprise. Because um, I, I didn't anticipate, I think, the closeness with the other students or other businesses um, because we weren't in post person. So we didn't have that element of, of collaboration and, and bonding. Um, but I'll, you know, if I correlated it to, if I correlated to the, you know, our business, the Magnolia House, I would really say that it really was this safe space for entrepreneurs and the scary world of running a business um, and learning how to do that and just being vulnerable and opening up to thinking about doing things differently um, and, and, and being open to learning new things so that you can truly excel and grow your business. Um, you know, whether that's through partnership whether that's through just your, your business model. Um, you know, I'll also say that for us, <clears throat> the mentorship uh, that was provided. So for entrepreneurs, um, you know, there's different personalities um, that, that makes up an entrepreneur. Uh, Natalie's personality, she, you know, she's a driver. Um, and so having to just really be humble and allow Jen and Luann um, to help guide the mentors and assign the mentors that they felt would be best needed for the historic Magnolia House made a world of difference. Um, because again, just being receptive um, to, to, to learning and to listening and, uh, you know, to different perspectives um, we just, we excelled in so many different ways. We, we created a whole new business model, you know, coming out of this class that I don't think that I would have thought about, not anytime soon anyway. Um, you know, so it was just, it was just a phenomenal, a phenomenal experience um, for us, for sure. That's awesome. And as you're talking, I see Jackson nodding. So Jackson, tell us a little bit about your experience. You're about halfway through the program right now. So I think Natalie hit it on the head as far as the safe space it creates for a soundboarding your ideas. You know, as a an entrepreneur, um, you know, you get crazy ideas. Sometimes you get a little bit distracted. Um, 
And so putting those ideas out there and then kind of getting reeled back on, on course of what the goals you, you set coming into the program is um, really something that it helps, helps steer you in the right direction. And um, it's, it's just been really good to hear, you know, be able to speak and, and, and um, have other people's opinions and people share freely and say, you know, are you thinking about this? Are you, uh, have you, have you asked this question? Are you sure you, you want to pivot that direction? Um, it really helps to, um, for me to have a space where I can do that. And I'm not, not doing that with my employees, because if I do that with my employees, it kind of, they can kind of get them a little overwhelmed. So having that safe space to be able to talk about ideas and really just freewheel is, um, is awesome. And then keeping it within the structure of the program, it helps you go through each, each facet of the business. So you can kind of explore different, different segments. And I think we're, we're moving through to the operations phase right now. I just recently got my mentor assigned as well, who I'm very excited about. Um, I think it's been a great pairing and he's, uh, he's all on board with helping, um, help to push the vision that I'm trying to, to grow, which is grow our company national nationwide, which is kind of terrifying from an entrepreneur standpoint. So we've been, you know, my father was the original entrepreneur 24 years ago. He built a great business and now it's kind of on my shoulders to take it to the next level. How can I take it so that our service can be held nationwide and having, you know, people like Jen and Lou Ann and my mentor and, and the rest of the team in the, in the cohort to help, you know, keep me on track and say, no, that's, that's not a bad idea. Or if that is a bad idea, it's, it's great because it helps you, helps me stay grounded. Um, and make sure I'm focusing where I need to focus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good to hear both of those things. And I just want to highlight for our listeners who aren't as familiar with the program, there's some key benefits to the Launch Lab Growth Accelerator. Um, and Natalie, I know that you use, utilized a lot of them. Jackson, I know, you know, you are currently, but we hire interns, really high quality local interns, um, to perform projects for the entrepreneurs in the program. So as you're going through the education sessions, which happen on a weekly basis, led by local <laughs> experts, you can lean into the interns to help you execute on some of that learning, help you produce some of the work that you might not have the time or expertise to do. Let's say it's social media, or you don't have time to revamp your website or any number of things, research. Research is a huge component of what our interns do. Um, we've heard a lot from both of you about the mentors. That is a major, major factor. And we see like, um, you know, true game changing relationships built through those partnerships. Um, but also, you know, just the, just the network, you both talk about the cohort and that safe space that you create with other, um, similar stage entrepreneurs who oftentimes, um, you can feel kind of alone or Jackson, if you're in a leadership role, it's not a place. Um, from that CEO perspective, that you can share your your thoughts or your fears without concerning everyone around you. But in our program with other entrepreneurs, you can say, you know what, I had a bad day and I don't know what to do. And you can have 14 people surround you and say, we know we've been there. This is what we did. This is what you could brainstorm about. And just even if it's simply revamping your spirits, but also, you know, as Natalie said, talking about a new business model or, or you know, a new um, opportunity you hadn't considered. Um, and we spend a lot of time on communication, right? We spend a ton of time helping you guys as CEOs. We talk so much about how communication is a critical factor. Um, as the leader of your organization, you must be able to communicate well about your business to bring along the rest of the public and your team. Um, 
but also, and, and Natalie, I want to ask you about Jackson. I don't, I don't think you're familiar with this piece yet because it's post-program. You have to graduate from the program and hit all the requirements to receive this benefit. But at the end of the program, we also hire local vendors to do kind of um, a little bit bigger, longer-term projects for the entrepreneurs. So, Natalie, you were paired up with Vivid Interiors. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with that right now? Oh, you're talking about the match made in heaven, that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> no, oh man. So I will tell you, um, we, yes, yeah, so we've been partnered actually with two really great vendors. So Vivid Interiors, um, as well as Watricia Schuler, um, who's a local videographer. Um, yes. And so what we're doing essentially, we're, so as a part of us opening up our Green Book Hotel, um, in the fall of 2021, um, we've partnered with, with Vivid Interiors in terms of the um, the design, um, and so it's it's been pretty special um, because it is truly a remake of history. Um, because uh, with everything that we do at the historic Magnolia House, um, it's very intentional, very true to what the historic Magnolia House represented back in 1949 and the 50s and the 60s. And so when we open up the Green Book Hotel, they're walking into, you know, as if James Baldwin did or as if Sam Cooke did. Um, and so that experience, that design, what the house looks like, feels like, what, how the guests are treated, how they're fed, what they're doing, all of that plays a key part. And so with Vivid Interiors uh, partnering with them to help create that ambiance um, and that, that design. And so how that has grown, actually it's grown into this, this uh, community, I guess I could say, of boss divas, I guess. <laughs> but now we're connected, right? We, we've connected with so many other small business um, women owners, right? And um, whether it's uh, through branding and marketing, um, through the furniture market industry, um, I mean, it's just opened the doors and connected and just networked in so many ways. And so you know, when those for launch Greensboro, um, you know, Jackson, when you, you do graduate from that, um, you know, the partnerships. And I think, Jen, when you brought it to, to my attention and um, offered it, I think, you know, initially I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can, I can see that. That's interesting. Like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pegged that real, a partnership. Um, but just be receptive to it and just kind of go with it um, just because, you know, you just, it's, it's going to blossom into something you just would not have expected. And so, yeah, Jen, Luann, Launch Greensboro, thank you. Yeah, no, that's, that's sweet. And it's so inspiring. Like I get goosebumps when I hear you talk about it because it does, it creates like just this work. Uh, this body of work of its own and these partnerships that grow and flourish. And, and one of the things that um, for our listeners to know, both of those local vendors who are complete experts and showstoppers in their field, Patricia Schuler with videography and Vivid Interiors with interior design, both of those women-owned businesses came through our program as well. So we are now, you know, 
working to create and model a circular economy among entrepreneurs to rely on local expertise, to rely on local vendors, to expand your network and hire from within our own community so that we can build that customer base and we can we can be really strong together. So yeah, I love I love the story of of that partnership and I can't wait to see how it all comes together when that video gets gets shot. So tell me a little bit um, about what brought you both to Greensboro? Now you're both originally from Greensboro, grew up here, moved away. Um, tell us what that moving away and then the moving back catalyst was. Um, Jackson, you want to tell us a little bit? Yeah. So uh, yeah, born and raised here. Um, I moved away when I was about 20. Uh, went to Wilmington. Went to school. Uh, worked in the kitchen for a couple of years. Thought I wanted to do the culinary uh, arts program or wanted to get into music and um, had always known, you know, my dad's had the business since I was real young. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I, maybe I want to one day work for it, but it kind of felt, you know, it wasn't really where my passion was. And so um, I took a construction management class um, and then ended up getting a degree in construction management, fell in love with it and ended up traveling around the Southeast building some buildings and actually built, you know, a performing arts center, which so kind of stayed in the music realm and uh, really started to see a um, similarity with music uh, in construction, kind of being a conductor of job sites and um, got on with some really great companies They moved me around and then ultimately brought me back to Charlotte where I was uh, about 10 months ago, was uh, finishing up a, a large hotel, 23 story hotel where I was um, concrete superintendent. So I built a structure, which was a dream of mine. And then, um, you know, started looking, you know, working really long weeks. I was like working 70 hour weeks and I was like, man, you know, I'm working for a great company. I, I love it, but I, I could be working with my dad and working, working, uh, you know, for myself one day. Um, that's right around when my dad called and said, you know, if you're going to come help now's the time, you know, uh, and I, I looked at it and said, well, there's no better time to innovate or grow a business in my mind. than uh, and during a pandemic, cause can only really go up from here, I think. Um, so my wife and I moved back from Charlotte about nine months ago, bought our first house and um, it's, it's been great. So family called me back and uh, boy, am I glad I'm here. I was fortunate to live in a lot of different cities throughout the Southeast, including Orlando, Florida, Durham, uh, Wilmington, brief stint in Savannah, Jacksonville, Florida, um, and most recently Charlotte for four years. So I've seen a lot of other uh, cities go through great growth spurts and, and seen, you know, been on the forefront of that as building you know the building industry pushes these new new uh buildings in there um and I, I can't say that i've been more excited to be in the city than, than in greensboro out of all those places i feel like there's a really big um push for for community driven growth here in in greensboro and it's um more so than any city i've lived in and i think you know there's a lot of great things coming um and i hope to be help be a catalyst for that change in in correct kind of growth in the, in the community, so. That's great, and Natalie, what about you? Oh man, first, let me say, Jackson, I think we've been on each other's heels, like, <laughs> for the last few years. That's um, how it works, man. synergy. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh gosh, so um, for us, we have, funny story, our Wi-Fi for a while, um, we actually labeled it the Southeastern Nomad Family. I kid you not, because we had moved all over the place. Um, and so some of the places we lived, so Charlotte, Atlanta, Jacksonville, Florida, Nashville, 
um, you know, and, and other places. And um, so born and raised here, born and raised in the same number neighborhood as the historic Magnolia House, raised in the same house beside dad's, my dad's uh, childhood home. Um, and went to college here, uh, graduated from A&T. And uh, actually I came out of uh, North Carolina A&T State University um, out of their nursing school program. Um, and so my old corporate hat was in ER nursing and moved over into healthcare IT. And then literally in 24 hours, I'm now in this, have this entrepreneurship, small business owner, nonprofit management, right? So a completely different hat. So one of the things that I tell you I'm really excited about when it came back to time to come home is having all of those different experiences and being able to experience the different cultures and the different ways in which those cities do things. Um, and they were metropolis areas. And so, you know, there was this urbanism to it. And, you know, coming back to Greensboro and really on the cusp of, you know, Greensboro is at a point where we're, you know, we're, we're making some really big moves. Like you can just see it, you can just feel it. And so being able to take all of those things that I've learned um, and, and, and thinking about that, you know, when we're, when I'm with the team and we're, we're getting this historic Magnolia house up and running the business, um, you, you're thinking about it from, you know, the, the environment, from an economic development, from a cultural catalyst standpoint, um, as you're seeing things around you, whether it's the art side of Greensboro, um, even the Boomerang Project. I was so excited about that. I was really excited about that because that actually um, was a big project that I was involved in in Atlanta, um, more geared towards women in STEAM. Um, but it was, I mean, so it's just, it all feels very familiar um, and super proud to just be a part of it. So, so yeah, yeah. No, I, I love it. I love hearing about different experiences, you know, in different cities and how that transforms you as an individual. You know, I'm, I'm also not from here. I'm from Colorado and have been in Greensboro for four years, five years, four years. Um, but so I think it's really interesting to think about your previous career experiences um, as you've taken on this new role. How have those experiences, either in other cities or in other career fields, really played into your successes? You know, in my professional career, whether it was in the kitchen or as I've come up through the construction world, has just been a completely fast-paced environment. I love working on high-performing teams. I've been very fortunate to work with some high-performing teams um, uh, for the last 10 years and seeing how other companies um, develop and inspire and, and cultivate those teams and, and create a workspace for them to be able to excel is something that I was very fortunate, um, especially um, in my last employer, DPR Construction. They're just a national builder. They're all about making sure it's a great space for high-performing teams and those team members to excel, not only in the workspace, but in life. And so seeing how a large scale company does that across the country and being able to um, 
learn how they've done it from a small business standpoint where they were a small business 25 years ago. Now they're one of the biggest builders in the world, understanding their growth path and being able to live that experience from an employee standpoint has really positioned me to come in and kind of help us position ourselves for that growth and develop that culture and say, you know, lead, lead from previous examples and create that space for my employees to really, um, freely share things, freely, you know, contribute and, and not just feel like they're showing up to a workplace where they just clock in and clock out, which in the construction trade world, and uh, it's something that is is all too common. It's, you know, people come in, they're treated like drones, and I've been fortunate to work for some, some employers that understand that that's not how you get productivity, that's not how you get, you know, a sustainable environment as an employer. Um, and, I, and I hope to, you know, that was already a culture that was kind of built here at Double Hong, and I hope to really continue to grow that and I've been fortunate that my previous experience leading teams uh, whether, whether it's from 10 people on the job site up to probably 250 people on the job site I've been fortunate to do that and so with the 38 people we've got it's, it's it doesn't seem like a, um, a really hard task given the previous experience I've been fortunate to have. What about you Natalie? I love yeah. your background I think your background is fascinating and I personally like see so many gems that you are bringing forward that I don't even know if you see them or realize them. So tell us a little bit about your background. Um, so, so when I um, graduated out of nursing school, um, I, when I was, it was time for me to start kind of taking a look at um, what made sense in terms of long-term Right, because I, for me, being at the bedside clinically, while I loved it, loved the ER, miss it a lot, um, but long term, that wasn't necessarily something I was going to pursue. Um, and so, actually, uh, I, I actually ended up in healthcare IT by default, way of an IT project that I'd been asked to volunteer on at work. And from there, you know, I just Googled literally at the time, that was a great time for a mentor, um, but literally Googled, you know, healthcare IT and where does a nurse fit into that? And so it opened up this whole world and just immersed myself in it full time and took it on. And I spent, you know, over 12 years doing digital transformation and change management work. And, um, and, and so, how that translates into, you know, entrepreneurship today. Uh, you know, one of what I'm surprised by um, in the healthcare space, I did a lot of work when it comes to digital and change management for the patient experience. Um, and when it comes to patient experience, um, which of course I admire, and I, I look at Cone Health and their patient experience department quite a bit, um, but uh, you know, when it comes to patient experience in healthcare, one of the key things that you have to hone in on is focusing on those little things because that's what the patient, you know, really, really pays attention to. And that's the one most impacting thing um, when it comes to their healthcare outcomes. And so being able to take that and translate that into the hospitality industry, I mean, you know, it's it's little things from when the customer comes and walks through the door to be seated to have a meal at the table and the historic Magnolia House, you know, when you greet them pre-COVID, 
you look at them in the eye and then you touch their shoulder, right? Like it's little things like that, that you take from learning in your professional career. Um, and, and things such as, of course, uh, the innovation of technology and, and embracing that, that helped a lot with COVID, um, you know, and being able to kind of transition into the technology world, um, a little seamless for us. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to the world of innovation, which I've spent a lot of time in um, professionally, um, it's, it's really been helpful in terms of leading the team, um, leading the team for us. And Jackson, you really, you really hit on it really nicely around, you know, enabling those high productive teams and carrying that over um, into, you know, the entrepreneurship side and, and creating that space of big thinking and being this national brand. Um, and so, um, you know, for, me to be able to lead that team and allow them to be able to have that space to not think traditionally, um, to be able to think outside of the box. Um, a lot of that's contributed to, you know, our, our shoebox program and how we've stood that up and what that looks like going forward and things like that. So that's, that's kind of how that's translated for us. Yeah, no, it's it, it's wonderful. And, and I want to talk a little bit more about that kind of innovation space, because both of you are bringing that to the table of a longer standing family owned business. So you're taking something that was kind of pre existing, and you're putting your own spin on it that is entrepreneurial, right? A new business model, new process, staff, public perception, like how are you modernizing it? And um, so, so I want to hear from both of you on like, how are you maneuvering that process of being innovative and entrepreneurial in a pre-existing place? Because I think that for a lot of people, when they think about entrepreneurship, they think of it's from the starting from the ground up, that entrepreneurship is starting from nothing and building something. But entrepreneurship is really also about a mindset. It's about innovation. It's about being willing to know your customer and your market and pivot to serve and solve problems in the right way for that, that period of time, right? So that is what innovation is. So um, tell us a little bit about what you, how you're maneuvering that process. You know, Jackson, you have staff. How was it coming back and taking over and making some some changes? It was, it was, it was eye-opening. It was, it was, um, the first thing I noticed was I had a lot of really great people working for us, with us. And, um, you know, we had had some, um, some operational, I guess, dysfunction where we were, in my opinion, we weren't focused. We were, we were kind of discombobulated. And I probably contributed to some of that when I first came in, trying to kind of get a hold on the reins. But the one thing that was resounding was we had great people. And, you know, like I said, like I tell people, we had great clay to mold with. And so fixing some of the operational changes and, and pivoting direction, which in our case was we have a lot of residential clients, a ton of them and they're sitting at home so they want a lot of you know they want their windows open but the core part of our business that really drives our revenue is commercial work it's large projects um and that's what we really really excel at and uh we were spending a lot of our resources trying to capture all the residential projects but we were letting some of the bigger stuff slip and from a risk standpoint we had firm contracts dates and there's a lot more risk over here so taking the, the, the great people we had and kind of changing course a little bit and saying, we need to be focused over here 
in the commercial aspect because that's how we can better serve our residential clients by getting the, tra the, the train stable, getting us rolling and getting you know, our revenue protected over here. We can then afford to hire and train and go after more of the residential clients that are waiting for us uh, to, to be served. And so, you know, that's one thing that's kind of helped through the, the launch lab program and helping me to understand our core target markets and how I can better serve them. I made a clear distinction that we have to start separating our business and move to focus on commercial. And we don't want to let the residential clients go the way we're because that's who's built our, our reputation. That's who we've served and that's who's helped us through the downturns and uh, we can't let that go, but to better serve them in the long term, we've got to get some some more systematic, um, I guess, focus. And so um, I've been very fortunate that I've had a lot of great leaders that have emerged within the company. I've tried to create that safe space and say, you know, no idea is a dumb idea. No question is a dumb question. I want people making mistakes. I want you, I don't want you to feel like, you know, just because we messed up that, it, you know, you're going to get reprimanded. I want people to mess up because that's how you learn to innovate, trying things a new way, trying to take, go out on a limb, say, I'm going to try it this way. That's, you know, yeah, we might fail. We might've lost a little bit of money, but we've learned a great lesson. So creating that in the organization with the help of my dad and a lot of our, our management team, it's, it's, you know, eight months in, I've seen a big change as far as how people show up every day and uh, continue to show up. And it's, it's really exciting. Um, because now that we've got that foundation, that clay started to kind of harden down here, we can keep building on it. And that's how we're going to really spring, you know, spring to what I hope is a, is a national presence because our base is going to be so good that we can, you know, at that point go attract and, and uh, inspire more talent to join our mission, which I recently announced is to save a million windows. So it sounds, <laughs> sounds lofty, but uh, that's, we're, we're going to do it. I love it. Jackson, you're amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. You are it. too, Natalie. I'll, I'll tell you, walking into your space last week would just reinvigorated me. It was like, I've loved, loved what you got going on here and uh, just can't wait to, uh, to come back many more times. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So in terms of the family business um, and, you know, bringing the, I guess, my dad. So my dad bought the home from the Grim Book Hotel owners, the Gist family in 95. And he bought it being a child in the neighborhood, growing up around the home, the engagement, the interaction with the home. So this project for him, um, also him being a natural historian, um, you know, it's it was this labor of love for him. It was a passion project for him. Um, he is one of the most brilliant men, the best visionaries. I mean, you know, just if walking into the space, seeing the space just kind of speaks to all of that. And so <clears throat> for, you know, for me to come in and take on this project from dad um, and, and really carrying on his vision and getting us, you know, getting us to complete the restoration um, and then growing this, this, this brand to just like you, Jackson, yes, we are local, but to a national brand, um, you know, it, uh, it, it was what I would say, it took some finesse. It really did. Um, you know, when you have a passion project and, you know, when you have 
you know, the way of doing business um, historically, it, it's a little different than the way of doing business modern day. And so, you know, you have to be very respectful and you have to be um, very smart about how you do things so that, you know, just like any entrepreneur, you're in the business of making money, right? And um, there's, a, there's a very high risk when it comes to starting a business and how you start that business. Um, you know, it, it makes a big deal in terms of the success of that business and the long-term of that business. Um, and so sometimes it's, it's having, you know, those difficult conversations um, while, while still being able to carry on the lessons learned from the parent, um, you know, and, and being able to make sure that, you know, you're continuing to celebrate all the work that they've done. Um, you know, when it comes to one of the things that I walked into when I took on the business that's a little different, Jackson, is um, we didn't have a team um, of employees. Um, so that scenario is a little bit different and I applaud you for the way that you handled that. Um, that speaks a lot to your leadership. Um, and, and I really, really do applaud you for that. And I know your, your dad and your parents are super proud. Um, but, um, you know, I think for me, uh, again, the biggest element was just figuring out kind of what that secret sauce is and merging the historical traditional business way concepts versus modern day business concepts and running a business, standing a business and creating the successful business, um, establishing secure, really solid, strong business relationships um, that was an element that was extremely critical um, in what we do today. Um, in fact, um, you know, we've taken a little longer, uh, probably getting, you know, getting ourselves off the ground um, for just because it was very important to me. Um, you know, I really hadn't adulted here. You know, I've only been here for almost three years. So I don't have that network, right? And I've got to start a business and I've, I've got the community has got to be a part of this. So taking a year and establishing those relationships, understanding the layout of the land, the good and the bad, you know, I mean, all of that was really important. And so, um, you know, the, taking that time to do that um, and getting to know some really great people and re some really great partnerships, um, that's allowed us to be able to, to establish our national reputation that we, that, we, that we have. You know, we've got folks coming from Alaska to see us and, you know, all over the place. And so, um, you know, that's, that in turn has created this, our holistic model, our holistic approach to historic preservation. Um, that is a requirement for any work that we do. So that, that probably was the biggest element for us, Jen. I love it. And I don't know if the listeners are feeling this, but I just want to set up a lunch between the two dads and then just sit back and listen. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be a great, it would be a great lunch. Maybe we'd do that as a, as a follow-up, but if I could, yeah. if I could to tie into the, the, the in such important work that Natalie's doing and preserving that space and that your, your father did, it is, you know, to, for me, you know, growing up in Greensboro, not knowing about the Magnolia House and coming from, you know, I've always known about 
A&T and Bennett College, but you know, stuff like the story that you're telling with the Mag Magnolia House is just such a powerful testament to the beauty and the underbelly of Greensboro, what, the, the not so beautiful things of Greensboro. And you know, what you're doing, bringing the awareness and preserving that and telling that story of what the Magnolia House was and, and pushing that forward on a national scale is incredibly, incredibly important work because this, you know, in my opinion, every, every kid coming up in Greensboro should know the importance of, of what is a Green Book house? Why, would, why did the Green Book exist? And right. you know, the fact that I growing up in Greensboro didn't know that and I haven't learned that is, is, you know, is something that we, not, we have to change in our, in our own community. You know, in my opinion, I think you know, the awareness that you're going to bring and you know, that brand is, is, is very powerful and it's very, very important work. And I applaud you for it and, and your father for being a visionary and saying, I've got something special here. We've got it, you know, that labor of love is something that, you know, can do a lot of really great things and push a lot of really great change. So, and it's inspired me, you know, walking in there the other day, I literally, you know, I was like, this is amazing. How have I never known about this before? And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to champion it because not only is it great food, it's just a great, great uh, place. So. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the work we're doing together for sure. And it's already grown more than one dose. So we need to get together too. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here for it. We're here to help. Yes. Well, there could not be a better way to end. That was, that was beautiful. Um, I love watching connections happen. Um, I love creating them. As Natalie's mentioned, sometimes I'm behind the scenes pulling some strings and making some things happen because I just know if this person could just meet this person <laughs> and if this idea got shared with that idea, it, it's going to be magic. And so I love it. So Natalie, will you real quick just wrap up with telling us um, about any kind of big announcements or anything coming out of the business that we should know about? Sure. Um, so a <clears throat> couple things. Um, number one, um, I, I did uh, mention earlier, so we do have our grand opening of the um, Magnolia House Hotel opening the fall of this year. Um, we're very much looking forward to that. Um, we've got a fundraiser um, that's coming um, that May 14th through the end of 15th that'll be publishing this week and looking forward to the community um, in partnership with Vivid Interiors. Looking forward to the community coming to uh, see the, the future of the history of the space. Um, we also um, are Shoebox Lunch and Learns. So um, <clears throat> we are um, working with the Guilford County Schools. We are a vendor and we have a committee going um, to do more shoebox lunch and learns with uh, the various schools and have expanded that to a 60 mile radius um, outside of Greensboro, just so we can continue to touch as many kids as possible. Um, so feel free, you know, for the parents and uh, for everyone that, you know, if you want to sponsor a class, sponsor a school, um, if you want to get involved, you know, feel free to do so. I think there's just tons of opportunity uh, to, to get involved with the Historic Magnolia House's work and uh, us just replicating history and getting it back out there. That's awesome. All right, May 14th and 15th. I'm going to be there. Um, and so for a quick um, upcoming piece for Jackson, I'm just going to drop a hint for everyone to join us, launch Greensboro on May 24th. 
for Jackson's Cohorts Demo Day. So it will be virtual. We have a platform that we are loving. Um, so there will be a business expo where you can meet all the companies that are in the cohort, as well as some of our ecosystem partners and some of the experts that come in and teach, you know, volunteer to teach entrepreneurs um, time after time. You'll hear pitches from Jackson as well as the other 11 members of his cohort, and then there will be one-on-one -on -one networking. So um, you can find that and register for that at um, bit.ly slash demo day spring 2021. We'll make sure to have that in the show notes. So May 24th, you can see Jackson's pitch. I'm really excited um, for him to be out there. So many people do know about um, the business, but what Jackson is bringing kind of, uh, you know, I'll just drop a teaser of what he is looking at doing in the, in the innovating construction field, um, really innovating in the historic preservation field with, with technology and just new components. I'm just really excited for everyone to hear that. So May 24th from 5.15 to 7. It'll be virtual. Drop in and hear Jackson. And um, I think that's it. Thank you, Natalie and Jackson, for being with us today. You two are phenomenal human beings. I'm grateful to know you. I'm grateful that you found us at Launch Greensboro and spent time with us and continue to stay um, in our universe. For the listeners, you can follow Launch Greensboro and all of our work on social media. Of course, we're on all the things. We're on Twitter and Instagram at LaunchGSO. We're on LinkedIn at Launch Greensboro and on Facebook at Greensboro Entrepreneur. So Natalie and Jackson, thank you again so much. And um, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen. This podcast is brought to you by Truliant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, Truliant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit truliant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Make sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time. Thank you.